Hello, my name is Scott Bradley and this is Scott's Score Podcast and today I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we? I'm good, I'm good as always. Good to be here. And back on the show is Ben Baker. Uh, how are we, Ben? I can imagine you're absolutely ecstatic. I can't believe it. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> right, so um, we'll kick off the show uh, talking about Graham Murty. Graham Murty is no longer the Rangers manager, thank goodness. Uh, Matthew, I'll start with you. What's your thoughts on it? I think I'm surprised, but I'm, I'm not surprised. I didn't think he'd be there at the end of the season. I thought they'd be waiting till then, but I think obviously in the aftermath of that old form, it, it's not really surprising. Um, and the man had gave up anyway, so he didn't want to be there, so why, why should he why should he force him to be there? Yeah, absolutely agree. Um Right after the 4 0 game in the, the semi final against Celtic, he should have went then. There was rumours uh, going around that apparently Marty, right after the, the 4 0 semi final, wanted to resign, but the board did not let him. That's just all rumours, though. Um, but the guy should never have been appointed in the first place. Should never have been there in the first place. Um, he'd done better than expected. Uh, he'd done a lot better than what a lot of people expected him to do. But there was no way the guy could have stayed on. After that embarrassment that, that happened on Sunday against Celtic, there was absolutely no chance the guy could stay on. The guy lost the dressing room, the players did not respect him, and what he said before the game is absolutely telling. Did uh, any of you catch that? Uh, I didn't actually, know. What he said before the game, he said, right before the game, he goes like that, um, he says, yes. uh, you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, I'm just yeah. a guy that stands in the touchline, uh, it's up to the players. Can you imagine Walter Smith saying something like that? <laughs> it's just it's, it's, it's unimaginable for a Rangers manager and the Dave and Old Firm potentially was a title to your biggest rivals to say something like that. It's just it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Mind yeah, it's utterly baffling. Um, ben, what's your take on this whole uh, Graham Murphy situation? Well, I always want to start by saying I think he's been quite hard on him, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, it was the right, it's the right decision to like, let him go... Um, well, I suppose it is the right decision to let him go, but he's he's been at the club for how long? And like he's, he was he was not a professional football manager when he you know when he took over, and he was still second in the league and it got to the Scottish Cup semi-finals. He was unlucky to come up against Celtic because let's be honest, whoever came up comes up against Celtic uh, is is a team that gets knocked out. But he's he's never really got behind him, you know. He's still second in the league. Uh, no, we're sitting third right now, mate. We're sitting third right now, sadly. Up until Sunday, he's still, still second. It's gone. You were saying you wanted them fired before then. I know. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's, it was right. Rangers. It, it's, I remember I said on the pod. Yeah, I remember I said on the pod, Ben. I think it was um, right after the 3 2 game. That's the one I'd done with you. And I said, no matter what happens, right, if Rangers go on to win the Scottish Cup and finish second, Graham Murty cannot get this job because there's better options out there and as I just said there Graham Murty should never have been in this position in the first place I, the, the thing is right uh, I, of course I do have a bit of sympathy for the guy right don't get me wrong I do but he was the guy that said yeah I want this job I think I can do this job so okay then right you're in this position and uh, nobody forced him to take the job okay so he deserves all the criticism in the world because the guy, I'm going to be like, it pains me to say this, right? Right, it pains me to say this. The way he, his body language and the way he's been acting over the last few weeks, it's been it's been pretty embarrassing, right? He looks like he looks like a loser. He does, and I think you can both agree with that. 
over the last few weeks, Graham Murty has looked like a loser, and the job is the job is just far too big for him. Could he be a good foot good foot manager one day? Probably, but not right now. This job is way too big for him. Yeah, no, 100%. He doesn't look like a man defeated, you know. I was saying last week in the party, he just looks like he wants to cry all the time. And, yeah, and that's embarrassing. Come on, you need to get a grip. I know, I'm, I mean, he's like, he's too, he's too soft, and um, he might be good one day, like he stayed, but he's too soft for, for Rangers uh, at this present moment, and he'll probably always be that way anyway, so he'll never ever be good enough for Rangers. Um, but a few weeks ago, I always, I, I missed it, I backed him, I thought, you know what, he could be all right. Um, but I've totally changed my tune now. I'll admit that he's just, he's, you know, he's one of the man. It's a quick decision, I think. And Nicole and Johansson at the end of the season could, could maybe galvanise us. Uh, I really do hope so, mate. Um, but I never once did say that, yeah, Graham Murray could be our guy. Graham Murray will be our guy. I never once said that. I said, if, like, like going into that old firm game back uh, in March where Celtic beat us 3 2. Going into that, I thought, right, if we get a win here and we gather a bit of momentum, who knows what could happen, right? Because we were in a good run of form. But ever since that game when Celtic beat us 3-2, this team have not recovered. Graham Murphy's been scarred by it. The whole squad has been scarred by that game. Yeah, they have been. Um, like you said, in that, up to that game, we were, we were in good form. Definitely the better of the two teams um, going up to the game. And uh, like you said, not recovered, I think. They just gave up the season after that and just gave up the manager and gave up and everything and that's just simply not good enough uh, for a club of our stature, you know. Mm-hmm. And see, going into the, that old firm game there, the 5-0 one, did any of you catch uh, Graham Murty's uh, press conference on Friday? Uh, no. He was, uh, well, basically, he was very defiant uh and him saying that he will yeah I want this job he's very defiant about that he was right. making it clear he was making a point off it saying yeah if I win the next uh, four games I think I can get this job uh, so that's what I'm saying like a lot of people saying yeah, yeah. I feel sorry for Marty yeah but he needs to come under a ton of criticism and the criticism is well deserved so the question is will he go back to his under 20s post uh, the board said that he's away just now he's going to have some time to think about his options so, do you think it would be a right move for him to go back to his uh, old position, his under-20s boss? Me, personally, I, I don't think so. I think he should move on from Rangers and, and look for something else. I don't, I don't think the club, especially it'll be, maybe he'll see some of the senior players now and again and they've lost them. I just, I just don't think it'll be a right decision at all. What about you, Ben? I, don't, I think if that youth system is full of Rangers fans, I don't think there's really a place for them. It'll be very strange, I think, for like the first team players to be walking past Murty in the corridor, and it'll just be very, it'll be very awkward. And obviously, Graham Murty's had that taste of being uh, a first team manager, and now we it, like, do you really think I want to go back to you know youth coach again? Exactly. I can't see it either. Uh, if I'm being totally honest. Um, so I, I don't think I don't think he's going to be the manager of Rangers for how many months. And then he won't have a career in the football, but I just don't think it'll be at Rangers. Yeah, because yeah. there was at one point during this season, he thought that he could do this. He was saying, "Yeah, I want this job," and he's already came and said, "I want this job." Uh, and don't get me wrong, the board have 
screwed him over a couple times. Uh, going into the semi-final, the board released a statement basically saying uh, Graham Murray's not really the guy we're looking yeah. for someone else. And uh, what they... I think it was... Um, oh, oh the, the whole Steven Gerrard situation last week. Where it was just everywhere. It was all over the press. It was everywhere. Twitter, you name it. And uh, I think that really did annoy Graham Murray, but the board came out and said, oh, it got leaked down south. But let's be honest, it was a board that leaked that out up here and then etc just to try and get some buzz uh, amongst the, the Rangers fans cause, and, it, and it created that buzz so it did um, so we'll come on to Steven Gerrard in a bit but I wish Graham Murray all the best he done yeah. he, he, honestly he's, he seems like a lovely guy he, he tried his best but he should never have been there in the first place and he's, it's just the club's just far too big for him but I wish him all the best and so yeah. it's a wee segue onto the embarrassment for uh, Rangers fans uh, and for Rangers as a whole. Uh, Celtic beat Rangers 5 0 on Sunday. Um, first of all, we'll start with you, uh, Ben. Uh, ben, obviously, I can imagine you're absolutely buzzing. Um, but what, did, what was uh, your take on uh, the game? Uh, a couple of points I want to make. Uh, I enjoyed watching, unfortunately, the highlights because I was working during that. <laughs> um, but uh, I think. Uh, first and foremost, despite uh, a very good Celtic performance, you can't I can't deny it was a very very poor Rangers performance. And uh, an understatement. There was only one day. There was only I think to be honest with you, leading up to the game, there was only one way it was going to go. Celtic, you know, most teams know they get that big result on title day, especially at home. But you know. <laughs> To get, to get beat 5-0 in the manner he's got beat was just disgraceful. It was like four goals in how many minutes? Or three goals in how many minutes? You know, it was 3-0 three, three at half time, then a minute into the second half, it was 4-0. And it was, it was embarrassing to say, you know, yeah, embarrassment's an understatement. Before that, the third was just before half time, the, the, the third was just before half time, then the fourth and fifth was literally just after. So the fourth was either, that's what I'm saying, like, the fourth was... Uh, like at the start of the second half then obviously McGregor scored uh, not long after that but honestly an utter embarrassment and you know it pains me to say this right but it's got to be said Celtic were taking pity on us in that second half they were taking absolute pity on us yeah they were I mean it was just it was embarrassing I, I turned it off I turned it off after the fourth and it was just pathetic to watch um, like I said they were taking pity on us and felt like it just abusing us at one point, you know. Um, but no, not one player, not a single player in that squad had a good game. Maybe, okay. Oh, Matt, nobody, hey, Matt, you can't give anybody. Nobody had a good game. Possibly, uh, if it wasn't for Anlick, it could have been double figures, let's face it. But uh, see, uh, yeah, it could have been double figures, right? But that's just, my God, right? We're actually saying Alwick was the best out of a bad <laughs> bunch. But you can see the five goals, man, like. I know he's got a terrible defence in front of him, but come on. Right. So, some positives here, oh, mate, you can't. This was. Like, honestly, it just looked like a team of wee boys turned up and they looked terrified. They looked petrified of Celtic. They honestly did. No, they did. And I remember one point, it was um, Halliday at the touchline. 
and he's got totally, totally pushed off the ball, and he's sitting there like, like, a, wee, like a wee kid, you know, in a sandbox, and just like thinking, come on, you're supposed to be this massive Rangers fan, you're sitting there in your Arsenal, just, just, it was a poor, poor performance. Not Andy Halliday, man, do not get me started on him, he is <laughs> so, so terrible, so terrible, and oh, honest to God, see when I seen the team sheet, and I seen Andy Halliday left back, Andy Halliday playing left back, and I was like, my God, this is an embarrassment. We're going to get absolutely dude. I said in the pod uh, last week, I said, 3 0, they'll beat us, right? Everyone knew uh, Celtic were going to win. But when I seen that, I was like, this going to be 5 6 0. Like, uh, and Andy Halliday, my God, he had a nightmare. So did everyone else, so. Oh, I know. And the only two starts he's had recently is against uh, Celtic, and it's just. Oh, he's had an embarrassment, and but you know, he's been oh. embarrassing and in both of them. Embarrassing yeah. both of them. And, uh, yeah, and the thing, see Andy Halliday, right? Rangers fan, yeah, who cares? Let's be honest, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Let's be honest, if Andy Halliday's a Rangers man, right? I'm a Rangers fan, but Matt, you're a Rangers fan, does that mean me and you should be playing for Rangers? Not at all, right? Andy Halliday should be gone at the end of the season. He is never in a million years a Rangers player. Uh, he was just. Terrible, terrible, right? Graham Dorrance, what do you make of him, Matt? <laughs> Graham Dorrance, he was shocking. Gwen's he not shocked. Gwen Dorrance was in the touch on it um, the last couple of pods. Um, he's came in and he's, he's been very, very underwhelming. And like I said um, last week, I think it was, he obviously came back from an injury, but even before that, he was, he was, he was wasn't very good. He had a good game in his debut against Motherwell, scored two goals. And I thought as a real player in there, but he's just no performed. And he obviously played for the jails, he tries his best, but the quality is not there. Maybe a couple of years ago, he'd been fantastic, but he's never been brought in. Like, it, it honestly baffles me, right? Like, Graham Dorrance down south, he was playing in the EPL, and yeah, he was, he was really efficient and he was a good player in the EPL. But since he's came up here, um, been very disappointing. And uh, on Sunday, I think it was the second goal, if my memory serves me correct, where he lost possession and then Celtic went up and scored. The, uh, scored. I think it was uh, might have been Forrest that scored the second. I can't remember. It might 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 been Edward. Uh, I think it was. Can't really remember. I'm trying to get. No, it was. Um, it was. Yeah, it was Edward that scored the second. Where Dorans lost possession really poorly. May I add? But my God, he looked terrified as well. All of them did. Um, Josh Windus. Josh, Josh Windas, he, he's Mr. Mr. Invisible Man, half the game, he'll, he'll come, and I, th- I think he's hot and cold, when he's good, he's amazing, when he's bad, he's awful, you know, it's just, there's no in between, and, like, he had a shot, and it clipped the post, and I had the summed up, summed up our season, really, you know? Uh, and I think, I uh, both you know I'm a very big critic of Josh Windas, he's not a Rangers player either, I've said that for a long, long time. Yeah, he scored uh, quite a lot of goals this season. I think he scored about 16, 15 goals, right? Or maybe uh, maybe 16, 17, I don't know. But the thing is, with Josh Windass, he's been scoring them against lesser opposition, right? So when it comes to the big games, right? Yeah, he scored against Celtic. Where did he go after that? You know, Josh Windass is never in a million years a Rangers player. And uh, the next manager that comes in, and it's something like Steven Gerrard, I hope to God Steven Gerrard gets rid of this boy. Because he, he is terrible, he is. And it comes to the big games, he, he just totally shits himself. Uh, putting it bluntly, he does. And he just goes, and he's far too inconsistent. Yes, he's improved this season, but when it comes to the big games, he goes missing. 
I, I agree with your point on Josh and Josh and that's uh, going missing in the big games, uh, despite his goal against Celtic. But uh, to to broaden the conversation on the game, Celtic obviously had you know a good game, won the league, but. Edward scored two goals, right? Edward had a brilliant game and you see on sports scene that he was doing the job of a striker that goes beyond just scoring goals, you know, holding the play up when there's, when there's only one man up top. So just to, to go away from Rangers for five minutes in the last two weeks of the pod, <laughs> <laughs> Edward is a, becoming a brilliant player. Unfortunately, I think he's due back at PSG at the end of the season. But, you know, that he was our third-choice striker for a very long time. And every time he's had a chance, he's produced a good. He's scored a goal against Hamilton. scored a goal again after that. scored a winner against Rangers with 10 men. He scored two in an old firm, which is a big deal. Um, so, Celtic, uh, obviously a few po- like, point of positives to take. Rogic scoring again. Big game player, we all know that. Mate, I feel as though I've seen that Tom Rogic go against us about 100 times. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, uh, in the past times when I've been on this pod, I've said Rangers have been well disciplined under Graham Murchin. They've had very few, like, gave away very few fouls and they've had very few red cards, uh, very few pincarded, like a small number of times. Uh, and I have said that at least, at least twice on the pod that I can remember. They came to Celtic Park and committed 22 fouls, right? Now, how does that happen? How do you go from a well-disciplined side, but a very probably one of the most well-disciplined sides in the league, committing twenty-two fouls in one game? Um, I think that's due to the fact that the players were. Or oh, do you want this, Matt? Oh, it's for years since Rangers were relegated. For years, that I think quite a lot of that fight of old firms uh, is left the game to be honest with you. So I don't think it's anything to do with that. No, see, see the thing is, though, like, the, the Rangers players didn't respect Murty, and uh, and in that 5 now game, the players just lost their rag, and they, they were just frustrated, and of course they had an embar- embarrassing performance, and uh, it just goes back to the like the thing with like, the players not respecting Murty, like, it just shows you in that semi-final, Andy Halliday and uh, Daniel Candias, like, Candias stormed up the tunnel when he got subbed off, and Andy Halliday was calling Graham Murty a ball bag, so the guy, the, the players didn't respect Murty, and... Quite frankly, I don't think any of them really did care on Sunday. I don't think any of them did care. They were just like, oh God, right, we know we're going to get gubbed. And we got Rangers got absolutely battered in every single area. That was just, you know, it was really, really poor. But credit where it's due with Celtic. Um, Edward, as you were saying, Ben, outstanding player. And it shows you the real depth that Celtic have in their squad. With, especially in the final third with uh, Moussa Dembele. Uh, Edward and Lee Griffiths Lee, Lee Griffiths is on the bench if Lee Griffiths started that it still would have been the same outcome Outcome he probably would have got maybe two or three goals no 100% um, and Griffiths' first start was against Hibs that was his first start in three months um, and he's a fantastic player he'd walk into any side in uh, Scotland and certainly walk into a lot of sides in England at his present moment but to touch on uh, back in Edward uh, you were saying obviously he's a third choice third choice striker and that I think he's a fantastic player and I think they've got an option to buy him for 7 million um, I don't doubt Celtic will, will I think that might be a transfer record if they go for that um, yeah. I don't doubt they will um, and I think they might move on Dembele and Edward will become the main man unfortunately for Griffiths um, 
but we just don't have that squad depth whatsoever. You, you looked at the benches on Sunday. Um, we have on the bench. We have we had Doherty. We had you know Morelos who. Although he doesn't perform in the old form. Uh, we had Michael Halloran, who right after the game is shaking all the Celtic players' hands and uh, Brendan Rodgers' hand as well. Um, I know, exactly. And it's just we don't have any... We don't have Michael Halloran, you were saying, they're one to, shaking all the hands. Uh, I bet part of him wanted to celebrate with him. Um, oh, yeah. You see, right after that, this might, I might be a wee bit OTT saying this. I don't really care. Um, after I've seen that, he should really get it fucked, if I'm being honest. I think you should get, get the fuck out of it because he's not good enough. I used, to start, I used to defend the guy, but see, when I seen that, I'm like, can you imagine yeah. something like Terry Butcher? Can you imagine something like Barry Ferguson doing that after a, a 5-0 drubbing where Celtic just won the league against us? Not touch it, and see, you can get fucked. No, I know, 100%. It's Nah, no chance. Right. Um, and, what are we going to say about? Um, no, I was just going to say, I mean, remember a quote from Andy Gorham saying, um, he, he hates Celtic, and he hates seeing hugging, he hate, absolutely hates them, and that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the attitude you need in that squad for, for big games. Absolutely, and um, James Tavenier, Rangers captain, not in a million years. No, not in a million years, um, no. No chance. Um, and to be fair, who, who would you pick? You know, there's, there's no leaders, no leaders in the squad that's been pointed previously. And if you look at Celtic, they've, they've got multiple leaders, um, and we, we don't have a single one. It's, it's just it's simply not good enough. Yep, exactly. And uh, my God, I'm just I, I still cannot believe how cowardly we were. And uh, it's the thing. It's so right. I was I was I think I text one of you. I'm not too sure. About text one of my pals saying, I may as well just air the four 0 game. Uh, for this week's uh, episode of the Scott Score because it, I sound like a broken record now nowadays after all fun games I really do I, I honestly God do oh no it's just become the same old story and um, like you were saying Benny always Rogers always scores against us and it just feels like it's on repeat and I wish it was the best way around but Unfortunately, it's not. I mean, you know, it's just it's become too common. It's, it's, it's like, as you said uh, there, Matt, it's became far too common. And um, what did you make of uh, Jason Cummings? Got a start in old firm. Um, he, he didn't have a good game at all. <laughs> he did not have a good game. I like Cummings, but he was in of all people's back pocket, Boyata. Boyata had him in his back pocket. That is, it just shows you how abysmal we were, and they were up for it. Celtic were up for it. Absolutely, they were up for it. They were, they were like, we've got a point to prove here. But in fact, they had no point to prove. They were just saying, right, you can win the title against Rangers today. Let's go out and let's get the job done. And they done it in convincing fashion. And that was five going on about eight. Oh, no, it was. Um, but yeah, I think you said, not a good one. What do you think of Boyata, Ben? Right, I think he's terrible, but he looked like a superstar there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been terrible the past few games, and obviously going by the old firm games, and through the game especially, which is probably where you've only watched him for a full 90 minutes, it was, it was been terrible. No, I disagree, Ben. No, uh, no, no, no. I've I watched uh, Boyata quite a lot this season. Right, I think no, I think he's a poor player, but he looked that superstar on Sunday. I, I don't, I'm not saying you've not watched him a lot, but 
I mean, when have you been watching like full Celtic? I'm not saying you haven't, but I'm just saying going by the Rangers games, you would say he's a terrible player. But oh yeah, I get your point. I get your point. he's not been that bad. He has been in bad form, definitely. But I don't think he's been that bad, you know, uh, since we've signed him. Mm. I mean, he's been, he's been, he's been alright. I mean, I remember quite good part. Um, I think it's for the start of the season. It was terrific for him. Then he was lost it and never really found it again. Um, I mean, he came from Man City. He don't play for Man City for what ten years if you're not a decent player. Um, but no, I think, he, I think he's good. But I think Celtic really should be looking to strengthen that area. Maybe no, Celtic definitely because last week in the pod or the week before, that's uh, what you were saying. Uh, you don't think Celtic I don't know if it was a defender you said defender which I would completely disagree with or if you said um, a centre half Celtic haven't had a, a decent centre half all season and Christoph Asia has had an absolutely brilliant season if I, no, if I, I, if I recall right me and Matt said last week that uh, Ayer's probably your best defender yeah no we did say that yeah, <laughs> I we did. That. yeah well um, Tierney Ayer had brilliant season and since we signed Hendry, he's come on a few times, had a few good games as well. But um, I, I, I just I can't, or maybe I'm not recalling correctly, but I'm, I'm sure I heard when he's saying uh, we don't have a decent set of half in the team. But if, if he's just saying that, I have had a good season now, then yeah. But see, but I like I, you. I think you agree with us, Ben. See, if Celtic want to progress and do well in Europe, right? They need to get a better. Uh, they need to get a better defence. Like of course, uh, the fine material Tierney is unbelievable. Lustig, I still don't think he's the answer. Celtic, I think, need to get a, another right back in. And um, when it comes to centre halves, Celtic need to strengthen there as well. I do. I, I think, yeah, he's fine, but maybe one or two, I'd probably say a couple more centre halves in if they really want to progress and do well in Europe and need to get that sorted. Yeah, no, I think they, they bought that boy, uh, was it Comper? And he's not done anything, he's been injured. I thought that was a strange sign and he could even play in Europe. So they have brought a centre half, they, I thought. From my perspective, they thought Comfort was the answer, but he's not made two appearances, so definitely need to strengthen that area. Um, I don't know who they could sign, um, but definitely need to look into that. Um, speaking of centre-halves, um, I'll tell you who was uh, the worst centre-half <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, Russell that's Martin. <laughs> Russell absolutely, Russell Martin. Uh, does anybody genuinely think this lad's going to get a contract at Rangers? No, no chance. If he does, that's an absolute joke. It's an absolute joke if he does. Um, he was a foul for a few goals. Uh, they get taken off these these man, and he could have easily blocked a few things, but he turned away. And he's, he's terrible. He's, he's slow. And remember, I think it was a Jim Forrest goal. He was backing off, backing off, backing off. And you, you stand your ground, go towards him, and he's just, he's, he's just, he's just no good enough. Oh, um, just so so poor, like see all of Celtic's goals, it, they were just so easy. They were so so easy, and the, the defending. It, uh, we all know how bad the defending was. It was just comical. It was schoolboy stuff, and uh, especially for the first school, Candias. What was he doing? Like putting his arms behind his back. You do that stuff when you're in the box, not outside the box. Uh, oh my god! Right. I, <laughs> Just everybody in that Rangers team was abysmal, embarrassing, and uh, I credit to Celtic. I thought Celtic, well, so I've spent quite a bit on this game. Credit to Celtic, well, they were unbelievable. They were just dominated us, and uh, I think we should do anything else you want to add uh, on the Celtic game before we move on to the player of the year uh, 
the back of what took place uh, on Sunday night at the Hilton Hotel. Well, that was enough much to end this gift by every single player. You know, I'll go into it again. I'll speak for another half an hour, just raging at them. <laughs> uh, what about you, Matt? Uh, no, Matt, no, sorry, Matt. Uh, ben, what about you? Ben, Nelson. Just that, uh, you know, obviously proud of Celtic won the league. Uh, Ten points clear so far. It's not been as a convincing season as the last season. Obviously, got undefeated, but still been an absolutely outstanding season, and we're going for a double treble. So happy with Celtic's performance uh, all season. Uh, We'll bring them in with a performance on Sunday and uh, looking forward to watching the rest of the games after the split, especially Aberdeen and Habs coming up on Saturday. <laughs> Aye, so we'll talk about uh, what happened on uh, Sunday night, right? At the, oh, ben, did you hear about that? What happened Sunday with the, the Rangers Player of the Year Awards? Where uh, a small group of so-called fans tried to uh, run into the Hilton Hotel and sabotage the Player of the Year Awards?
in that sense, like when the players arrive. Yeah. But yeah, wrong timing. Very poor choice on the ball to actually go ahead with that. No, it was. Very poor choice. No, it's back. Um, a few hours later, after getting some five now, your like greatest rivals uh, to celebrate the season. Like you say, there's nothing to celebrate this season at all. There's like not one thing to celebrate this season. Being pumped out of Europe in the first round, getting beat in the Scottish Cup semi-final by our West first side in Motherwell, and then in the next semi-final getting pumped by Celtic, and then it's just there's not one point you can take from this season apart from Pedro Levin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it just shows you, doesn't it? It just shows you. Um, so, I before we move on, um, we'll speak about. Uh, we'll briefly speak about Stephen Gerrard because we spoke about uh, the old form for about thirty-two minutes. For me, so yeah, uh, Stephen Gerrard said uh, last night on uh, when he was doing coverage for uh, BT Sport as a pundit. He was saying that the talks been very positive and he will be back up in Scotland tomorrow, which will be Thursday, to continue those talks. So, uh, Ben, obviously I've not got your uh, real input on this. What's your thoughts on this whole Stephen Gerrard to Rangers? Um, if I was a Rangers fan, I'd be quite sceptical. Of course. Um, I've seen a bit of excitement sounding it on Twitter, but you... you, you <laughs> He's need to be careful because he's he's never managed a professional football team. He's unproven. I mean, he's an under eighteen manager at Liverpool. You know, so it's a big test for Steven Gerrard. Um, but the thing is, his job is to his job will be close the gap on Celtic. He's not going to be asked to come and win the league. So, I mean, in that respect, his task won't be impossible. But I just don't expect Stephen Gerrard to be to be the, the, um, the sole reason, the sole person, the sole figure to turn these around and give you a better season next season. Because you're going to need to spend money. You've got some players what returning alone. You've got no manager. You're probably going to be signing a completely unexperienced manager. So next season it could just be more of the same. Um, Stephen Gerrard is, is not guaranteed to change that. Well, obviously, there's. Uh, I, mean, I would. I said in the podcast last week, I would take Gerrard. And if the board back him with funds and if Gerrard surrounds himself with the right personnel, he can do well. Absolutely, I think he can do well. And he'll, uh, as I said last week, right away he will have the instant respect from the players because he's Stephen Gerrard. And the players will be in awe. At this guy because it's Steven Gerrard, the guy's playing World Cups, European Championships. He's won that. He's won the Champions League, captain of Liverpool. He is arguably Liverpool's greatest ever footballer, right? And a lot. Some people are saying, yeah, oh, yeah, great players can't become great managers. Look at Zinedine Zidane, um, unbelievable player, and he's on course for winning three Champions Leagues in a row. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. no, um, he could have a good season. I don't think he's getting any chance of winning the league straight away. Oh, no, I don't think he will either, mate. Celtic, do you have a player of that caliber? So, see, look at Paul Turley, invincible with Arsenal, invincible with Celtic, played for some of England's biggest teams, brilliant player. He's involved in Celtic, but Scott A is not the manager, right? You, you know what I mean? So, I, just, I think he's going to have the same problem. Name much never the right experience for the job and but he but he'd been involved in the Scottish game. But he was only he was only yeah. under twenties coach. Like he was um he came into 
Rangers two years ago. So he did. He came in. I. He came in from Norwich two years ago, and yeah, it was. It's a. It's a I think there's a big difference. Everyone keeps saying, "Oh, I Stephen Gerrard under 18s coach Liverpool," and it, like, and then you're moan about Murray. There's a big difference between Graham Murray and Stephen Gerrard. Big difference. No, so, but yes, of course, I can see the pros and cons in it. Absolutely right. And I don't I know how you'll do, but I I'm for it. And every manager Rangers have signed uh, since Adam McCoy has been a gamble. So, I think, in my opinion, you need to look at it simply, simply. Are Rangers in a position right now to be taking gambles? The answer is no. It's as simple as that. So, you shouldn't be going for him. You should be going for a, Like I've said, I'll say it again. The answer's right in our face. It's Steve Clark. I was. <laughs> why, why just not go out and get Steve Clark? Bring him in, you know. He'll bring guaranteed, you know, solid, uh, solid at the back. He'll bring guaranteed, no, maybe guaranteed success, but we'll get, definitely get a team playing going. Came a few years at Rangers, but a few years to build a team. There's too many managers in England and Scotland are only getting a few months. You need a, you need a couple of transfer windows to really make a team yours. You know, you know, look at Guardiola. He had a he had a few transfer windows, and he was arguably one of the best teams in Europe. But I think, like like I said, it's just not the time for gambles. Pedro was a gamble, didn't work out. Marty, we see a gamble. You could question he was. Um, like I said, now is not the time for gambles. You need to go out there and get someone who's proven, who you know brings. Yeah, my, my, my preferred option would be Steve Clark. Yeah. Um, although I don't know anything about Rangers finances, I reckon they've got enough money to wear Steve Clark for Kilmarnock. I mean, come on. Um, honestly, on oh, you go, Matt. Never mind that now. Um, oh, are you going to say something there, Matt? No, I wasn't there. Um, Honestly, I, I as I just said, I'm for Steve. Uh, sorry, I'm for Stephen Gerrard. But see if it came down to it, Stephen Gerrard or Steve Clark, I would 100% go for Steve Clark. As you both know, uh, I've been wanting Steve Clark to be the next Rangers manager for months, right? But the the options came out that Stephen Gerrard, uh, we could get him, right? And talks are ongoing, so I'm for it. Yeah, it's a big name, and uh, I'm willing to give it a chance. But Steve Clark, if it was up to me, yes, that would be the guy. We should be going for. We should have right after McInnes knocked us back. That's the guy we should have went for, Steve Clark. But for some bizarre reason, we never. But so it's a big, it's a big gamble. But honestly, it's one I am one hundred percent willing to take. Um, so uh, anything else you want? Anything else that you want to add on that before we move on? To <laughs> just a, sm- a small side note since we've brought up Steve Clark. A big thing about. Um, and you've, you've touched on this. A big thing about a manager is not just that, you know, a tactics and their style or whatever. It's the influence they can have on players. I mean, uh, Brendan Rodgers' squad isn't that different, really, from Ronnie Dyer's, but the difference in the players is unbelievable. That and, like, look at James Forrest uh, is, is my prime example on that. And uh, going back to Steve Clark, look at how many goals he's got Chris Boyd scoring. So it probably will remind that he's... He's never meant for, for Steve Clark to be honest with you. Yeah, he, he was uh, the. Yeah, the touch Boyd, he, even before Steve Clark, he was the all time SPFO goal scorer. Um, so I don't think Steve Clark got him going necessarily, but I get what you mean. Like, players like, you know, uh, maybe Melinda's got him in. Um, he's brought on Jones, like, leaps and bounds. Um, not, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, I know you both you both make uh, very interesting points there, absolutely. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what will happen over the next uh, few days. But uh, if Steven Gerrard knocks us back, yeah, Steve Clark, he has to be the guy, absolutely. So uh, we'll move on and we'll speak about, um, as we're talking about Steve Clark, that's an, another good be segue. Um, we'll move on and speak about uh, Hibs and Kilmarnock. What a game that was at the weekend, boys. No, that was game of the season for me. Honestly, game of the season. I had everything I had goals. Yeah, it was a bit of drama. I, I had everything, and Kiss played me <laughs> one of the goals this season, I think. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Up there, all season, man. What a season. I was having. And they, they only get promoted this season, you know what I mean? So, and uh, did you know, uh, I think I might have said it last week on the pod, that uh, did you know Hibs have not lost a league game in 2018? Really? I didn't know that. Um, uh, yeah, they have not lost a league game in 2018. And they, they've only lost one game, and that was in the Cup to Hearts, where they, they got beat last minute. So The best form in the league, you know, for the last six, anyway. Yeah, they've been, they've been outstanding, they've been terrific, and what a game this was. See Chris Boyd, it, it baffled me how Chris Boyd did not get a hat-trick in this game. I know, you know, Chris Boyd... Um, obviously, he played one of the games, one of the best games he's played this season. He should have really got a hat trick. Uh, I feel unlucky. I feel bad for Kamara because I think they really should have deserved to put something out of the game. But Hibbs just had a, they had five different goal scores. I had a variety, and maybe Kamara don't have a variety. Maybe that's the difference was. Yeah, and uh, it, it, see oh, on the pod this year, uh, me and Ben have been big fans of Scott Allen ever since we went to Hibbs, and he, and he popped up with a goal. Uh, against Kamara and the guy is just in fantastic form right now Neil Lennon is bringing the best out of Scott Allen Neil Lennon is just as we've said last week Matt done, what a job he's done at Hibs unbelievable I remember when they were still in the championship um, Lennon said um, Hibs were the second best team in Scotland that's when they were in the championship and everyone was laughing at him well, no one's laughing now you know <laughs> right. tell you what we know Aberdeen don't perform against you know the top, top the top sides, and that's our next game. Actually, win that and you know go level on points with Aberdeen, you know. So exactly. I mean, it's, it could be proved, right? <laughs> but it will be. I mean, and he's, he's like we were saying last week. He's, he's made some uh, bold moves, like getting rid of Stanley Murray, top goal scorer, and Anthony Stokes. But he's, he's brought in Kimberry, who has been fantastic, I think. Um, and he's been a superstar for them, and Scott Allen. Couldn't uh, he, he get a game at Dundee? He was always on the bench, but it comes to comes to Hibs and Neil Lennon got back to his best, and he looks the player that got in the form to get the Celtic move. And to me, look at uh, Barker. What honestly, what a player that Barker is! Like, there's so much quality within that Hibs squad. It is, it, I think, it's unbelievable the quality they've got. You get, like, especially in the midfield with John McGinn who's been terrific all season, he's been creating all sorts, then uh, uh, as well, you've got D- Dill McGeoch, and it, like even uh, Jamie McLaren up top, he's yeah. been another great signing, so Lennon's done remarkably well, and this was a very exciting, a very exciting game, because at half-time one each, right, it's one each between the two teams, then the second half I felt as though Hibs really pushed on a lot more, and Defensively, uh, Kilmarnock um, were not at the races in the second half. That's surprising from them because we all know how well organised and uh, drilled 
Kilmarnock are and they're very solid defensively but second half they, were, they weren't at the races the one in Steve came out and said that um, that their defensively looked shaky, which which is unusual for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you you have those games. But um, like I said, I feel I do feel sorry for them. But tomorrow they, they were very shaky, which was which was unlike them. Mm, yeah, absolutely. But then again, though, Kamara, they don't have anything to play for just now. They're going to finish fifth, but Hibs, oh, they had more incentive because they're going for second, and the race for second right now. Uh, my god it is extremely tight I'm looking at the league table uh, just now and obviously Hibs are sitting 4th Rangers 3rd Aberdeen 2nd Aberdeen on 68 points Rangers on 65 Hibs on 65 uh, this will be a very bumpy end of the, end of the season for like all 3 teams it's going to be tough it's going to be very tight and uh, Aberdeen are playing Hibs this weekend <laughs> it's going to be a big one boys in this, in this race for second Aberdeen and Hibs have got a manager and uh, Neil Lennon said uh, you know post split I think it was a couple of days ago that from now obviously he's played Celtic and beat them that Aberdeen will be the biggest challenge and Hibs don't uh, and Aberdeen don't turn up against the big teams so I expect Hibs to get a result against Aberdeen and I expect them to get a result against Rangers as well and Hibs are my second um, See, okay. I think I, I'm sorry on you go Matt it wouldn't surprise me but the one thing I would say that is in Rangers favour is they've got a superior goal difference and could because the way it's looking it could end up going to that with all level points and I think just the, the goal difference that's one of the major factors for me that we'll, we will get second but we really need to get a result against the Manoc but like the Tibbs in the form team there's still three games left in the split yeah three left eight goals there's three yeah, games left, but see if Rangers lose on Saturday, right? It's done. If Rangers will not get second. In order for Rangers to get second, I believe Rangers need to win the next three games, right? That's against Kilmarnock, Aberdeen and Hibs in the last day of the season. Kilmarnock, they've been, ever since the post-split, they've not been impressive, if I'm being honest. They've lost, they've not won a game since they went into the split, if I'm correct. So they, their form's a wee bit shaky and obviously Graham Murty is away now so that might give the players a wee bit of a boost saying that they'll be thinking okay, Murty's gone, now we can oh yeah, the guy's gone now we've got Jimmy Nicol in charge we'll, yeah. like, we'll try and kick on so yeah, that and, but the thing is we're not beat Kamara all season so it's going to be very tough but yeah, it's an absolute must win game uh, Aberdeen um, we beat Aberdeen the last three times I've played them Right, we beat Aberdeen the last three times under Graham Murty, under 20s coach. So I'm feeling, it, if we beat Kilmarnock on Saturday, I'm confident we can get a result against Aberdeen. Hibs, though, that's the big one. That's the, that's the big one, and that's the last game of the season, the Central Cup final. Yep. Um, for second, um, I, I'm not, the only thing that gives me confidence is we, we bet them at East Road early on in the season. Well, we should not, we, we should have lost that. <laughs> Look at that and give you confidence. I don't think you should be so confident against Aberdeen because post-part they've bet Kilmarnock, they've bet Hearts. But then again though, right, I'll make two counter-arguments to that. Right, I'll make two counter-arguments to that, right. Um, right, see, obviously Kilmarnock beat, you know, sorry, Aberdeen beat Kilmarnock, right. 
Aberdeen have been unbeaten against Kamarnock for about 19 games, right? For some bizarre reason, like Kamarnock cannot beat Aberdeen. Hearts, they have zero to play for. Um, last week, we were able to beat Hearts and we were not impressive and we were very fragile at that point and the players were not playing for Murty whatsoever. Murty already lost the dressing room and we still managed to get three points off of Hearts. So, Hearts, I think, I'll go out and record saying this, I think, Every team in the top six will win the next three games. Hearts will not win any of the, uh, the next three games. I don't think they will. Yeah, yeah I think Hearts are just right now at easy three points. They, they just want the season to be over with. So, Aberdeen going into that, it all depends what happens on Saturday. Man, if we beat Kilmarnock, I will go into that game of confidence. And obviously, Hibs are playing Aberdeen. So, if that ends a draw or if Hibs win, I, I, have, I think I have every right to go into that game feeling confident. Because the last three times, as I said, we beat Aberdeen comfortably so yeah, I've said Hibs are my second day anyway so mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. yeah so I'm still standing by <laughs> what I said um, earlier on this season I still I still believe in my heart of hearts Rangers will get second and, and I have came right in some of my predictions this season so I'm still standing by that but if we lose this Saturday that's it it's off the cards completely I think but it's going, to, it's going to be interesting though to see what will happen because it is tight. I've, not, I've never seen the race for second this tight, especially between three teams. I know, it's, it's remarkable. But one thing I will say is I think if I was Rangers players, I'd be wanting to fight for the next manager. I'd want to prove myself, listen, I'm here, I can do a job. You know, you want to prove yourself to the manager. But if you think of that, I'm thinking if I get three good performances... I could still be here next season playing, hopefully, in European football and kicking on from there. If I was a Rangers player, that's what I'd be looking at right now. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, um, we'll move on from that and we'll speak about uh, Aberdeen and Hearts, where it was, um, felt it was, it was a very professional performance from Aberdeen. Aberdeen beat Hearts 2 0. And uh, that was the first time Aberdeen had beaten Hearts this season. And uh, Hearts were just not at it at all. Being yeah. honest, poor tactics from Levine, and they just look like, as I just said, they just want, it looks like they want the season to end. Yeah, they just they, look, they, look, they didn't offer anything. Um, and one thing I have noticed about Hearts, they've got no pace whatsoever. Naismith's um, not getting any pace, uh, Lafferty's not getting any pace, and there's just nothing that team excites me, you know. They just sit back, and there's no need for 10 minutes behind the, behind the ball um, in a game like that. And every time they did get the ball forward, Lafferty was himself, and Naismith is too far away from him. And it just looked a negative performance. But Aberdeen, they were good, don't get me wrong, but I think there's most of them to a poor Hearts performance. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I absolutely agree. Um, standout for Aberdeen, I thought it was Gary Mackay Stephen. Ben, what do you make of Mackay Stephen? He's uh, he's actually came on to form this season. Uh, so he has. I was critical for him at the start, but he's came on a bit of form. I think Aberdeen was the right move for him because he is a, is a player with a bit of quality about him. Um, probably not ever going to you know, make a difference at Celtic. So I think Aberdeen was the right move from a good goal in, in Saturday. So. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a, a tidy finish um, from Mackay Stephen, so it was. And um, yeah, it was a very solid performance from Aberdeen. Hearts, nothing to play for. And three points, clean sheet. Really not much to add. But as uh, Matt was touching on there, there's no pace in that Hearts team. And I mean, Kyle Lafferty, he was um, he was really struggling in that game as well. And like when he's playing in that role, 
especially the big guy that he has, he's not got a lot of pace, he was really struggling, and he needed someone up there with him, and he, he didn't have a lot of bodies around him, he wasn't getting a lot of decent service as well, and you both know my thoughts on Stephen Naismith, and I think you can both agree, Naismith has been an absolute flop for Hearts ever since he came in January. Yeah, a bizarre thing, but yeah, he's not, you know, I mean, he's getting plenty of game time, but don't see why he's not done anything with it. I think he's just, I don't think he's match right, he's not obviously had a proper season, he hadn't, I think before he came to Hearts, he hadn't played a competitive game since August or something like that, um, and I thought, I was like, I thought for Hearts, that's a decent sign for them, obviously it's only on loan, so it's nothing to lose, um, and it has been a massive flop, but um, well, I think he's been fantastic. He was a brilliant signing for Hearts. I had to take him at Rangers, um, personally, at the start of the season. Um, but Lafferty, I think he was the only kind of shining light from this poor... Well, they went to the top six, but kind of average Hearts season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's like this, I think it was all started from... Obviously, they, they gave Ian Caffrell the summer. That did not work out. They sacked Ian Caffrell when they got beat off uh, Peter Head, I think it was, when they got knocked out of the League Cup. They yeah. sacked him... And they were looking for a manager. That I think they spent over a month looking for a manager. Then Craig Levine just said, "You know what? I'll take it." So they had a shaky start, and but yeah, they've had. I would say that they've not had a spectacular season. I wouldn't say it's been a a, a rotten season by any means, um, because obviously their hearts were the team that ended Celtic's unbeaten run, and uh, it, it just it baffles you when you look at that. Hearts are sitting. They're going to finish say, uh, six, right? And they've not had a spectacular season. They've not got a great team, right? And they managed to put four past Celtic. It just it baffles you at times when you think about that. I know. I know it's a, it's a, it's a strange, strange thing. Um, not strange, I know. They're, they're, like, Hearts been really good. They're, 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 they're all right. But I think that, that game you're referring to the four now, I think as much as Hearts played on that game, I thought Celtic were absolutely terrible. Um, but no, Hearts, no, it's average season. I expect them to... to It'll be our next season. Yeah, so that I think they'll they'll kick on, they'll sign some players in the summer and uh, we'll just wait and see what happens with that. Um so I'm thinking about we'll move on to the relegation battle. It's uh, intensifying as we speak. Yeah. Um Aki's uh managed to beat <laughs> Ross managed to beat Ross County 2 now. Um Aki's I think they are they're not quite out the woods. Um just in fact hold yeah, they're I would say they're Hold, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong table. Um, yes, no, I was just uh, looking at uh, the Aberdeen uh, result there. And, uh, and obviously the table didn't update, but yes, um, Aki's, it's, it's looking like they're in a much better position as they were before uh, going into the 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 county game. Yeah, but Aki's are sitting on 33 points. Um I think they'll stay up. I've said it for a long time. I think they'll stay up. David Templeton's been an unbelievable sign for them, and it was a very solid performance from them against uh, Ross County. Um, yeah, it was. Um, I thought as much as Hamilton played well, I thought County were absolutely dreadful. That has been the majority of the season. Um, Hamilton looked well. They looked. They they're one of those teams that they always seem to do this. They always seem to do terrible then then get a result out of the bag. Um, and they always seem to win at matters, they always seem to, to get the good result. Um, I think David Templeton's scored nine goals for the season, and I think he's been a wonderful wee season, uh, signing for them. I think they'd be a lot worse off if he wasn't there. Um, I agree. 
but I think I think they will stay up, especially because Templeton's there. If Templeton wasn't there, you could you could have been in real danger. But that was a was an amazing piece of business. Yeah, I don't think there was a, a great deal to say about this game. Um, but it was just a three points clean sheet, and uh, yeah, it was a good performance uh, from Hamilton. Um, so I don't, anything else you really want to add about add about that game? I think it was. Don't think there is much to add. I think that was an expected yeah. result. If I'm being honest. Yeah, I think Ross County didn't really offer anything at all. Uh, not offered much this season, to be honest. And I think I just summed up their season at that game. Uh, I don't expect them to recover from it. No, I don't think so. Because um, Ben, as you know, mate, um, I'm, I've been I have been very critical of Ross County this season. And uh, Owen Coyle just he just completely he is the sole reason why they're going down. And I think you can you can agree with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, yeah, we discussed that uh, last time I was on, didn't we? Mhm. Yeah. Ross County have got no chance. Patrick Fissel uh, might not. Uh, Patrick Fissel have got a chance, but they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, sorry, Ben. What? I think Ross County. Are, uh, when I say Partick Fissel have got a chance, I don't mean like he'll play off. I think Ross County are away, they're dropping. But I think Partick Fissel have got a chance of getting out of the playoff. Yeah, it's a, there's a big one uh, this week, boys, this Friday night. Um, no, before we go into the big one on Friday night, um, Thistle, last minute, for me getting a, a point, nicking a point against St. Johnson, caught a salmon penalty. Yeah, because St. Johnson, they have nothing to play for. But St. Johnson were, I thought, comfortably the better team. Then that happens where Thistle go up, get a penalty, which I thought was a penalty. Yeah, um, but, it was definitely contact. Yes. But that could be a big point for them. That, 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 that could be a big point come the end of the season. So, But the big one this Friday, um, it will be, I think it's Thistle and County. This Friday night, um, yes it is. Yep. This Friday night on BT, a big relegation battle. Thistle County, Thistle, they are they are sitting second bottom, County bottom in the league. So it's a big one. So how do how do you see the, how do you see this one going? I think County, in my opinion, are all but down. I think so. I think so. Um, I think it'll be very cagey. No team will want to lose, but. Yeah, I think so too, mate. I think so too. But if County obviously win that, they'll go above Thistle. Because um, Thistle have not been great this season. They've been, considering they finished in the top six last year, now they're in a rele- relegation dogfight and they more than likely will finish in the playoffs. Um, so 
that's what I think will happen. I think Thistle will nick the three points on uh, Friday night, and that will effectively uh, confirm Ross County going down. And it's it's a weird situation, man. Do you know see that last week Ross County appointed two co-managers? No, I never seen it. Right, they appointed two co-managers, right? The guys that are in caretaker that, that were in uh, caretaker charge, and now they are both like both uh, the like the full time managers now. So it's baffling. I think that's it's a weird. Me and Matt were talking about that. Like that's very. It's a weird dynamic. We've got two guys that will be making the decisions. So it's that that could cause some conflict, and I don't think that is a smart move. A weird one. Straws. <laughs> it's a strange one, so it is very strange. I would have waited till the end of the season, and then maybe then I would have yeah. brought in someone, but don't make a, a new duck decision like that. So yeah, when you find out, yes, you don't make decisions like that. It's just very, very strange. And um, yeah, I think even if they done that, like you said, Uncle was was a downfall. It doesn't matter what they've done after that. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's ah. strange. Because it, it just shows you how much a cow there is, though. When he, when County were doing terrible, and then he just resigns like that, and just totally resigns, leaves the club high and dry, and he made this mess, and he will not get a full-time job in football again, I don't think. And yeah, if he man. does, that'll just stun me. It will absolutely stun me. <laughs> and uh, Dundee uh, got beat off Thistle uh, 2-1. No, Thistle, sorry, uh, Motherwell. Dundee got beat uh, off Motherwell 2-1. Um, so Motherwell, obviously, they want to go into the cup final in good form. Uh, so they do. And uh, that's, as I said last week to you, Matt, uh, Motherwell need to, if they have any real chance of winning, they need to go into the cup final in confidence and they picked up a good win against Dundee. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I thought Motherwell played very well. Obviously, went a goal behind um, but came back and Cedric Keeper got his, his first professional goal in football. Uh, a good moment for him. I thought he was a fantastic player every time I see him. But um, they'll certainly go into the final. They need, they need that form and it seems like they're starting to pick it up. And I really think Motherwell should be a top six club, um, in my opinion. And I thought they really should be. Like, But uh, Dundee, I thought, weren't great. Their defending was, was, wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they, that man's coming off injured and, Oh, they coming on, uh, kind of summed up their day, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, like, oh, like, that's it, that's the thing. I mean, Dundee, you've got uh, Stephen Colker at the back, who I feel as though has been very disappointing since he's arrived at Dundee. And, um, um, uh, am I correct in saying this, that Col- Stephen Colker's had some alcohol issues in the past, and that's why he, he's not playing at a top level anymore? Am I right about that, boys? Yeah, it still it really was surprising when he signed for Dundee. Um but Dundee they're they're not out the woods just yet, but I think they'll 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 yeah, it, they'll stay up, I think. Um so uh boys, what's your final prediction going into the well, well in fact I've saved that until 
after this weekend, right? I'll save it for until after this weekend. So um, I don't think uh, what about I think we're pretty much covered everything that we need to cover when it comes to the SPFL. Any other big news topics that we need to cover? Not that I think of now. Just wanted to. I know. Obviously, we've got away a couple of weeks. Oh well, how long have we got to? Uh, to the cup final. Uh, it's on May nineteen. Just because you touched on it there about Marwell wanting to pick up the form. Marwell, obviously, you know when you get to a cup final, one, anything can happen, and no matter who you're playing, they got there for a reason. But, see, the draw wasn't particularly kind to Marwell. Not met some good teams. I mean, the better Hearts, uh, obviously, I think Hearts were in better form when they beat them. And then to beat Aberdeen 3-0 in the semis, and, you know, that was... Aberdeen's one main goal. I think, you know, Hearts would have been completely happy to finish third or even fourth in the league if we had won the Scottish Cup. Um, so, Mullerville, impressive to get, have played impressively to get to the final. So, yeah, keep up a bit of form. I think we've got a, don't know, we've got a chance against Celtic, but yeah. that will give them their best chance. To keep, keep up form, it gives them a better chance, definitely. Yes, I think they need yeah. a bit of confidence going into the cup final. I, I, I believe that. I've always been a firm believer of that. Even though, as you said, Ben, cup finals are a one-off game. But if you have a bit of form going into it, it just helps all the, the much more, you know. So, yeah, if they go into that cup final with confidence, they've got every chance. And Motherwell in the Cups this season, they've been terrific. Also, they made the League Cup final, they knocked out Rangers in the semi, they knocked out Aberdeen in the, the quarter-final of the League Cup, and then obviously they knocked out Aberdeen, knocked Aberdeen out of two cups. And they, yeah. I, so they've done well in the Cups, um, so they have Mullerwell, and they're the Cup final, that'll be, what, that will be a good game. And Mullerwell, they're, they're, they're not a team that will lie down to Celtic, because if, uh, remember earlier on this season, uh, Mullerwell, I think it was at Fur Park, a dodgy penalty got given, uh, to Celtic it was let's be honest it was a dodgy penalty it should never have been a yeah. penalty and uh, Celtic nicked a point so Motherwell when they play against Celtic they usually turn up they do and I think in the, the, the League Cup final I thought they were very much in the game until they got the man sent off and it was a harsh sending off I thought they'll, they'll obviously they'll go into this game in a bit of form and they'll want to avenge that defeat especially in the manner because they really should have been in that game um, up until the night after that yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, so, I'm just uh, I'll get the fixtures up for uh, this weekend. And uh, so we've got I've got some cracking games on this weekend. Uh, obviously, I think the game of the weekend will be Aberdeen versus Hibs. Uh, but before we come to that, um, Thistle County. I obviously we say I said earlier on Thistle will win. But what's uh, your score prediction for Thistle County this Friday night, Ben? Thistle County. I think Bartholomew Thistle and don't think it'll be a particularly high scoring game, but 2 0 or 2 1 to Bartholomew Thistle. Um, what about you, Matt? I think it will be 1 0 Thistle, Connor Salmon. I think it will be 2 1 Thistle. Um, also, uh, the Championship, well, sorry, the, the Premiership playoffs. Uh, are on in Friday night as well. Dundee United versus Dunfermline. Um, that that'll be a interesting game as well. Um, Matt, what's your thoughts on that one? Dundee United versus Dunfermline. We all know how poor Dundee United have been this season. Uh, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with Dundee United. 
I think I, I fancy them too. I think they've been good this season. I think they're they're definitely a Premiership club in that is. Um, the history have always been there. And I think they'll have that edge, especially they've got players like Fraser Aird and Nicky Clark in the team. They can make a difference. So I'm going to go. I'll go two 0 Dunfermline. I'm going to go with uh, a 2-1 Dunfermline win. Uh, ben, what about you? Dun United versus Dunfermline, Premiership playoffs. I'm going to go Dunfermline 1-0. Dunfermline 1-0. And uh, we've got the game of uh, the weekend, Aberdeen versus Hibs. And oh, it's going to be a real tight one. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I really hope it ends this way. I don't want either team to win. I am going to go with uh, one each at Pataji. See, I, I think uh, it's going to be a tough one to d- decide, but I think both teams can see that. I think that, but I think Hibs will just have that spinner step, so I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs. Uh, ben? 2-0 Hibs. 2-0 Hibs. Um, Dundee versus Akis. One each. One each. Uh, ben? Both teams will score, uh, especially Hamilton have conceded more than anyone else this season. Uh, I don't know, I'm just going to say I'd draw. <laughs> I am going to say one each. Um, Motherwell St. Johnson? That'll, that'll be Two teams that have nothing to play for. Nothing to play for, but I think it'll still be a good game because they're both quite kind of... Especially Motherwell, yeah. Yeah, especially Motherwell, yeah. So I think I think 2-0 Motherwell. I'm going to say it will be... 3-1 Motherwell. Uh, ben? Uh, 2-1 Motherwell. Um, and another big game, Rangers Kilmarnock. Uh, Matthew, are you going? Uh, I'm not, no, but I might try and get tickets. Yeah, I'm sure there'll still be some there. Um, Rangers come Marnock. Um, obviously, Graham Murphy's away now. Jimmy Nicol and... Pardon me. Um, Jimmy Nicol's uh, in charge. Along with uh, Johansson. What, what's his name? How do you say it again, uh, Matthew? Uh, Johansson, Johansson. Is it? Aye, that's it, right. Yeah, Johansson. Um, so, those two are in charge. I am going to go with... Uh, oh, God. Um... I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say Rangers will win 2 0. Right? I'll say Rangers will win 2 0. Uh, Matthew? I think I'm going to be optimistic as well because I think they'll want to prove themselves to the new manager, who, if that may be. So I think it'll be Steven Gerrard and they'll obviously want to perform after last week's embarrassment of a performance. But I still think we'll look at the back, so I'll go 3 2 Rangers. Uh, ben? Uh, I'm just going to say hmm. I'm just going to say Rangers are going to get beat <laughs> well I can't argue with that I can't argue with that at all because <laughs> the way Rangers have been recently <laughs> you've, you've got every right to think Rangers will get beat <laughs> no, I do think they'll 100% I think there's a few things that we need to, like I say, we need to prove ourselves to the manager um, before I felt last week, so that's why, that's why I'm saying Rangers will win. 
Um, so, yeah, not, a game that means nothing as well. Both teams have nothing to play for. Celtic have uh, already won the league and uh, Hearts uh, have nothing to play for. Hearts, Celtic at Tynecastle, so I'm just going to say a Celtic 2-0 win. Uh, I think 3-0 I think Celtic. Ben? Um, before we go actually Matt I don't think me and you have done this before um, I, tr- I always seem to forget at the end of the podcast to do it um, we usually do an assignment where it's like where, where, where we do the, the game of the weekend and you, well your game of the weekend and your player of the weekend the, like obviously the player that's performed the best over the weekend so uh, Matt I'll start with you What's, what was your game of the weekend and who was it your star player of the weekend? Well, I think the game of the weekend, hands down, was Kamarnock uh, and Hibs. Mm-hmm. I think my player of the weekend uh, would be Martin. <laughs> it would be uh, Edward. Um, ben? Alright, silly question. <laughs> I know what it would be. Alright, Celtic 5 now, and uh, your player of the weekend would be either Rogic or Edward. I was thoroughly impressed by Tom Logic again. Um, so uh, my game of the weekend would obviously have to be the the five three game at Easter Road, and my player of the weekend um, it would have been Chris Boyd, but he missed two sitters. And so, he again. Yeah, and Chris Boyd had a great game, but he missed two sitters, so yep. he's put himself out the run for that one. Um, so it has to be said. Um, yeah, it's got to be Tom Rogic I think Tom Rogic had an outstanding performance so I'll give it to Tom Rogic I think that's the first Celtic player I've ever got Scott Bradley's <laughs> player of the weekend so um, yeah also before we go um, we'll speak about uh, the player of the year award and see if we agree with him um, if, uh, if I'm right the, play, well, the player that well, uh, the, the guy who got player of the year was uh, the guy who got player of the year was Scott Brown yeah and the young player of the year was Kieran Tierney. Yeah. yeah. Don't think you can argue with those two. I think they're. I think it's uh, uh, I think fair. I would. I would give play the year to John McGinn personally. Mm. I think. Uh, I think Scott Brown. I agree with that. Uh, Scott Brown's had a good season. Tierney had a great season as well. So I'm fine with those two. Yeah, going off consistency as well. I, I can't argue. I mean, I'm. I'm happy with the choices. Um, yeah, I think. On you go, Matt. I think Tierney, I think he's had a good season, but not as good as last season, so I would disagree with both of them, actually. I would go with McGinn and possibly Scott McKenna. I think they're both very fair shouts, but I have no greats for either one, if I'm being honest. Um, manager of the year, though, Jack Ross, I think that is, I absolutely agree with that, 100%. The job he's done at St Mirren has been nothing short of remarkable, and... Yeah, I don't think there was... Uh, of course, you had uh, a few shouts with uh, Steve Clark and <coughs> uh, Neil Lennon. Robinson. Yeah, uh, and Robinson, uh, yeah, he was... He, I, wouldn't, I would never give it him. Um, Whoever gave him to him, I think it was definitely a shout. Yeah, it was definitely a Jack shout, Ross. but yeah, he should never have got it. But Jack Ross, I think we can all agree here, the job he's done at St Mirren has been fantastic. Last year, they, were, it, they looked all but down, then Jack Ross transformed them around kept them up and this year they won the championship very comfortably and they've been playing some terrific stuff. Well, as you said, it's been, it's been what a transformation from near, near like you said, near relegation 
confirmed the champions and still footballs but in it it's, it's very attractive in the eye and I think very well deserved I actually think I said this last weekend I'll, I'll say, yeah, I think they, they could be a fair shoot for a top six finish yeah, well, I don't think they'll go down that's for sure I don't think they'll go down no, there's, no, there's no danger of that I don't think so yeah, near that mate near that so um, yeah I think we have uh, pretty much covered uh, absolutely everything um, so it pains me to say this before we go um, congratulations to Celtic um, winning the championship um, well done uh, so you're a bigger man than me Scott what mate so you're a bigger man than me <laughs> <laughs> well mate I need to try and pretend I'm neutral so <laughs> aye so aye it's been a pleasure uh, as always boys so uh, we'll be back uh, next week um, try and I'll, I'll try and get it done early maybe what about Monday Try and maybe, then we can try and do it on Monday? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm off college Monday. I'm happy to do Monday. What about you, Matt? Yeah. Uh, Monday should be fine. I need to double check, but it should be okay. Right, that's good stuff, mate. So, um, until next time, guys, take care and we will see you soon.